Hello, welcome back to yet another episode of If You Give Two Girls a Book. I'm Sarah. I'm Sam. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy 2024. It's going to take a hot minute for me to get used to that, but... I just lost another piece of hair. You just... <laughs> I'm going to have to break down. Sam keeps accidentally yanking hair out of her head today. I lost two strands from the car door, and now I just lost a strand to my headphone. I'm literally... What is happening? All right, well, <laughs> good start to... How? Um... So we have a, a lot to talk about today. Um, and Happy some New of Year. my yeah, some of my <gasps> favorite topics surrounding the new year. So one of my I'm favorite is to talk about baby new year, none other than the guy from Fox News, Brett. He looks so much it's, like baby new year. I tell everyone I show a picture, I'm like, tell me this is not the human live action version of, of baby like, new year. Grown up baby new year. It, so Tell me he does not look like Baby New Year. He does look a little bit like Baby New Year. Oh, but anyways. That's um, my favorite. I used to watch that movie all the time, Rudolph with Baby yeah. New Year. So, it's the New Year, and the thing that everybody talks about in the New Year is... Oh, I just got Gossip Girl vibes from, from my little... Yeah, I know. My little thing. It's the New Year. It's the New Year. Everyone talks about the, not, the, the hot new trends. The, the New Year's resolution. <laughs> Will you stick so, up to your trends, XOXO? We have... Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl. We have some interesting takes on New Year's resolutions, and... I think my sister's is one of the most interesting that I, I want to talk about. But tell me your thoughts. Tell us your thoughts on, on New Year's. and I, I think they're stupid. Yeah. And I'm going to be very upset that now when I go to the gym, I'm going to have twice as much people the month of January because yeah. they think that they want to get fit. And they want to join this membership, and I'm going to see them for a month, and then I'm never going to see them again. When I've been in the gym longer than them, this is my territory. <laughs> I Listen, I get it. I feel like those whole New Year, New Year, I just, it sets yourself up the, for failure. Yeah, the New Year, New Me thing, I think, is a little... Like, why do you have to wait until January 1st yes. to start? You can, one of my favorite quotes that The Rock says is either, okay, one day or day one. Yeah. You could choose your day one right now. Why do you mm-hmm. want to wait until the first of the new year to start? Right. When you could literally just head to the gym, mm-hmm. like we started in December. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. And that's something that I am really focused on this year. So, it's like Americans, they want excuses <laughs> to, like, not do something <laughs> and put stuff like, that they are uncomfortable with off, off for as yeah. long as possible. One of the things that I have been really focusing on this year, and I've been writing about it, and I've been talking about it with people, is this, like, for me, the end of the end of a calendar year is always really hard because I... I have suffered from seasonal depression for, like, most of my teenage adult life. And so the end of the year is always really hard. And I always find myself at the end of the year, like, I said I was going to be in a different place at this point in the year. I said I was going to have done all of these things and made all of these changes. And I was going to be in such a better place. And then it doesn't happen. And then at the end of the year, I feel guilty. And then I'm like, I didn't accomplish anything this year. And then I'm like okay, I'm going to be super motivated for the next year. And it's just that cycle of like psyching yourself up and like going all in and then getting to the end of the year and being like, this is awful. So what I did this year, I've been reflecting on my year earlier before the winter blues takes over. 
And it's that has been really helpful. But also because I do for for us it's a little funny because we have like our teacher year and then like the calendar year. And so there's kind of like two starts to the year. And I I like to take both of those times to like set like new goals and intentions and things for myself. But one thing that my sister and I have been talking a lot about is the idea of instead of setting like goals, like I'm going to drink more water, I'm going to, or I want to lose weight this year, I want to do this, that, the other, like setting more like systems, putting different systems in place for yourself so that you can accomplish what you intend to accomplish. And it's, it's, I don't know, just a different way to think about it. Um, I, I'm in a very different headspace yeah. than you and your But sister. I, I think people go too, too all out sometimes with like the goals I, I think and the New Year's calling it. I think that the problem is calling it a New Year's resolution because I think, and I've written about this before too, like the idea that you're going to set a goal for yourself at the beginning of the year and then you give yourself an entire year to accomplish that thing and a lot of the time it's like an unspecific goal or it's too specific. It's not attainable. Like I think if people want to set New Year's resolutions, like there's no problem with that. But you have to be so intentional about it and not just make it a thing that you're going to go like 100% in in January and then let it fade away. Like you have to really be mindful about what you're doing. And um, so I think there's just there's interesting takes on it. I like to set goals for myself at the beginning of the year and do the reflecting and do the like here's what I want this year to look like like I'm I'm making a 2024 vision board I have like my word of the year my like I have like symbol of the like I do the whole the whole shebang but I'm very I'm getting to be very intentional about it so that it's not setting me up for failure and disappointment but it's like setting me up with systems so that I can actually make progress. And what I did last year was actually, like it actually worked for the most part. Not not every aspect of it, but the beginning of the year I was in one of the worst places that I've ever been in, like mentally, emotionally, physically. And the end of the year I'm in, not the best place physically, but one of the best places I've been in like mentally, emotionally, socially in a really long time. So like things that worked in the past year that I'm taking with me into the new year. I don't like to think about years. Yeah. And here's what I'll say. Like I don't like the idea of new years. Mm -hmm. I don't like the idea of going on social media (laughs) and then everyone posting all the fun things Mm -hmm. that they did in one whole year. Mm -hmm. And I don't like measuring things that I do by year. By year, yeah. I, for me, in the headspace that I, like, did I used to do it in college? Yeah, I used to do the whole, all right, whole new Sam, it's a fresh chapter, I'm going to make new friends this year, I'm going to go to more places, I'm going to eat healthier. Yeah. But now I'm in the mindset that 
I've, since 2020, I've had constant back-to-back severe losses in my Mm -hmm. life and just things that I don't want to really reflect on that I just don't want to do this yearly, let's look back on this year and see what I did. I did nothing. I lost a lot. I did nothing. Yeah. Like... So I'm just, I'm at the point where I'm going to take 10 years of my life and measure that. Yeah. As one year. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just not going to, like, I'm going to take it, I don't know. Yeah. I've just learned to live more. Yeah. I, like, I... Like, more in the moment. Yeah. Like, I just yeah. don't, when you go on social media and you see things about the new year, it's a lot of, like, people editing their pictures mm-hmm. of vacations. They You're curating the best moments And of I think that's super reala- yeah. unrealistic, and I get why people do it, because mm-hmm. they're excited to share. Yeah. At the same time, I just think that is pity like putting yourself against another person's mm-hmm. ear like oh this person did more than yeah. me they had this this and yeah. this like they had a baby it's I don't have a boyfriend game. like it, yeah I just yeah. I don't know the whole idea of it is very yeah I, I don't know how to explain I it. think for me like I like the symbolism of like the fresh start and I know that like intrinsically and like Logically, the new year doesn't mean anything. It's just the start of a new month. It's the start of a new, like, calendar year. It doesn't actually change anything. But for me, it's, like, the symbolism of a fresh start. And I don't know. There's a there's an aspect of it for me that is helpful. My sister thinks about the year in a different way. She has started kind of almost following more of, like, a, like a teacher year um, where she does her reflecting and setting intentions and goals for herself in the summer. So in like August, she sat down and journaled and reflected on her entire year, like month by month. And then she set intentions for herself moving forward. And that worked for her with the change of the season and kind of like for her, for her that's where she feels like the year changes. And I get that too, kind of with school year. Um, but I... But you also don't want to be... There's a lot of people that they spend half their life reflecting yes. instead of and I just go, go, go. You right. have a short amount of time on this earth, and if you spend a chunk of it reflecting and saying, looking back at the past, yeah. saying, I should have done this, and then reflecting towards the future. Like, right. I get reflecting towards the future, but you just need to constantly think about... You could be dead within a week. Right. Like, well, that's and that's one of... You don't want to spend your time reflecting on something that you could have done, should have done, would have done. Yeah. Like... And I think there's... I think there's an important difference there between reflecting and, like, wallowing and living in the past. But those like, still I, very much intermix. They, they do, and they can if you're not being intentional about it. Like, for me, when I'm reflecting, I'm thinking, okay, like, what were the highlights of the year? What were the bad times what did I learn from these things like what do I want to take with me into the future and what do I want to like leave behind but I think it's important not just to do that in the new year but like to do it all the time to think about like what am I learning how did I how am I growing um see because I think it's also important to to recognize that as you go I just I'm very like 
since COVID, I'm just yeah. very much in the mindset of I just want to be present. Like, yeah. I'm not going to think on the past. I'm yeah. not going to think on the future because either way, it's out of my hands. What's done is done. Yeah. What's going to happen is going to gonna yeah. happen one of my favorite quotes from one of our harry potter books what's coming will come and we'll need it when it does it's a hagrid thing but anyways go ahead sorry <laughs> sorry you always you find a way to bring up harry potter i do but we just spent a long time talking about it so go ahead no but that's why like i've gotten to the point like since i've like well now i moved back in with my yeah. parents but when I had my apartment, um, I don't know why that's so weird to say. Yeah. Um, when I had my apartment, I was so stressed about, it's not that I couldn't afford everything. I was just mm-hmm. like, I constantly thought mm-hmm. more about money than I ever yeah. had. And I was very like, there's a lot of things I wanted to do, mm-hmm. but I just constantly thought about how this would affect my bank account and how I could make like my paychecks last mm-hmm. and that's something that we think about all the time, but I'm at the point now where I'm like, you know what? If I lose money, I lose money. Like, mm-hmm. I would, I want to spend money on being places and being present and doing mm-hmm. different things and experiencing different mm-hmm. things before it's too late. Right. So that's yeah. that's the mindset. Like I'm going with the flow like I there's no calendar year for me I'm just going yeah I'm constantly going yeah we're on day how I don't know how many days it's been how many days since September 6th 1998 (laughs) it's been 9,226 days yeah that I then keep going yeah I'm not looking at it as a year I'm looking at it days that I've yeah been doing something different yeah and that's how I'm gonna look at it yeah, that's really interesting. I don't like looking at it as you. I still, I'm, I'm a goal setter, but I'm trying to get away from like, like, okay, my goal is to lose like this many pounds or my goal is to do this every day or this, but like intention, more intention, be more intentional about how I'm living and the choices that I'm making and make it more of like a lifestyle thing, which I know is what people hear all the time and like, oh, it's not a change, it's a lifestyle, whatever. Um, well, that's why you should change. What I don't like about goals, though, is once you set a goal and you achieve that goal, you kind of get into this mind fog of what's next. Right. And then that's eventually, steps. like, you don't, like, I know a lot of people that end up reaching their, like, health goal. Mm-hmm. And then they decline. Yeah. Because they're like, what do I do next? Yeah. And then they have to restart their goal because yeah. they're back where they started. And that's- and it just that's why I be... like to think about it more as intentions than goals because you're right like a goal is something that you're trying to reach it's like a point that you're trying to get to where I feel like an intention is more like you can't deliver have something it, distinct you deliver something... it like choices and things that you're gonna do over time and just continually grow um and like without putting numbers on things or being like you have to be specific in some in some cases if you're trying to accomplish something but just thinking of it as like a continual thing that you're doing. Like even with us going to the gym, like starting in December and not being like, I'm going to go to the gym every single day and I'm going to get super fit and I'm going to lose this many pounds and blah, blah, blah. And like all this, it's like, no, I'm going to start by getting a gym membership check. I'm going to get there 
even if it's once, ten minutes, check and just to get comfortable with it and just think about it as like continually doing things. So there's definitely things because I am a planner and I am I love like visualizing, um, like possibilities for the future and the kind of person I want to be and and not necessarily like specific events that are going to take place or whatever, but just. I do think that is important. I'm also that you're at least looking toward the future, but also spending more time, like you said, like really being in the present and I'm, enjoying I'm trying to the be, right now. I'm trying to be less mater, not maternal, materialistic. Mm. And something I've been thinking about a lot is not that this is a goal or a New mm-hmm. Year's thing. This is just something that I want to like eventually. I don't know something I've been thinking about. Where if I, if my house or my park, my, wherever I'm at, mm-hmm. future apartment, my house, wherever, mm-hmm. if it were to catch on fire and mm-hmm. I were to lose everything in the fire, mm-hmm. would my life be over because there's things in that house that I would struggle to, like, go on without. Yes. Yeah. For the most part, I, like, I feel like, like, half this stuff, I shouldn't, it shouldn't be worth crying over. Mm -hmm. Like, my books, my, the only things that I would say I would cry over is, like, stuff that reminds me of family. Like, things Mm -hmm. that got passed down from me from, like, grandparents, like, photo albums. But, like, that's just something I think about all the time is, like, will I I be okay if my house were to burn down? Mm Mm-hmm with the stuff that's in it will Mm -hmm. I be okay not to be like yeah my life is over because the stuff is gone yeah and so you're you're kind of thinking like you almost correct me if I'm wrong you almost like want the answer to be no because you want to have more like have more things that are like sentimental and of value to you and less things that are kind of trivial trivial and just I don't think I want anything (laughs) Sam's gonna become a minimalist overnight. Well, um, it's I get what you're saying. It's so hard because, like, as much as I want to say, and this probably this goes against everything I said Mm -hmm. earlier. Like, as much as I want to be like, oh, I'll just live off my memories. Like, Mm -hmm. what if I get dementia? Like, what if I don't remember? Like, Mm -hmm. my like my first house or what my grandparents are like or Mm -hmm. like these really important things. Mm Yeah. I don't know. It stresses me out. One thing that I'm focusing on that this is just reminding me of, um, and something that I want to be really intentional about this year. And if you haven't guessed already, my word of the year is intentional. Um, (laughs) but being, um, like mindful of the things that I bring into my life and into my like physical spaces and everything. Um, and kind of that idea from essentialism about less, but better, like have less stuff but make it stuff that like brings you joy or like yeah. is meaningful, is good quality that's not gonna, you know, crap out on you in two weeks. Like that's gonna be important for me this year. And especially with our move and thinking about like what we're bringing, what we're leaving, what we're selling, what we're donating, like all those things. Um, I've been doing a lot of decluttering, which has been super like really kind of like liberating to just get rid of stuff. Um, I just don't know what to do about the stuff that I find really valuable. Yeah. Like, I don't know why... But I feel like... This is such, like, when... 
I don't know. I just get so, it's such a big fear of mm-hmm. mine. Uh, and when my cat first passed, I literally, when we went on vacation, I had to bring his ashes with me mm-hmm. because I had the biggest fear that the house was going to catch on fire mm-hmm. or it, we, the base, something was going to flood and then yeah. I would lose his ashes and I just mm-hmm. don't know how yeah. to deal with it. And I think that might be a therapist that question. Might be a therapist. You might want to, you might want to, uh, yeah. But I think that's something that people really think about though yeah. because like that's something that like, there's nothing that could ever replace that if that were to happen. Yeah. And that's something I think, like, I don't know. Towards yeah. the season of, like, the, all the holidays, Christmas, New Year's, all that stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like this is when, like, we start to see a lot of that stuff yeah. happen, sadly. It's, like, yeah. when we have a lot of fires and... Yeah. It just makes me think, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. But I think there's also, like, because the fear of losing things is really... It's, it's so real. I, like, my, my grandparents' basement flooded a few years ago, and they lost and had a bunch of pictures that were damaged, like, from their childhood. Yeah, like, and losing, from like, your baby blanket. And it was really, it was really, really like, devastating because it's a, it's a little piece of their history. It makes you and think, they have like, those, why they have attached? those memories, but, like, to be able to pass those things on and... Um, and they are sentimental and we put value into physical objects, which, um, you know, people have a lot of different thoughts on, but I think it is important to remember, like, we all have those fears about losing those things and it's okay, but that there's also something kind of liberating in knowing like this thing might not last forever. I'm going to treasure it while I have it instead of being like, I'm not going to hold on to these things for fear of losing them because then you're like intentionally losing them versus I'm going to treasure these things while I have them and hope that I have them for as long as possible. And if I don't, at least I know that I've spent. I think for me, a good chunk of half the stuff that I hold on to is because I'm not ready to let go of my childhood. Yeah. Like it's a big books. That's a huge thing for books. When I think about like, that's why it was so hard for me to get rid of my Divergent books. I was like, this is the first book series I read in high school that really got me to read. And I'm like, but I'm not going to read it again, so why am I holding on to it? And it's because Mm -hmm. I wanted to go back to that time in my life. And, yeah, no. Like, I still have, literally in my closet, I have Mm -hmm. my my baby blanket and my baby pillow that Mm -hmm. I used to bring everywhere. I have... But I think if those are things that, like, bring you a sense of joy or a sense of comfort or just, like, like I would positivity, keep them. If there are things that, like, make you feel guilty or bring back, like, memories that you don't want to think about or whatever, like, don't don't feel guilty about getting rid of things, but also don't feel guilty about holding on to things that are sentimental or, like, bring you joy. Like, you don't have to use them all the time if just having them and being able to look at them and see them is something that is, like, a positive impact in your like life. Like, my... You've seen my white stuffed animal cat? The little one? I think so. I mean, it came with me to live at dorm. Yeah. And then sometimes I would sneak him into my backpack. And yeah. He would come to class with me. That was a McDonald's toy. Yeah. I got him when I was three or four. Yeah. He was a white cat. He's not white anymore. Uh, but I have told my mom... Literally since I was little, if I were to die before you, mm-hmm. which very name of this, yeah, I like I want my ashes. I want you to mix my ashes with mm-hmm. my cat, mm-hmm. my physical yeah. jag, and then yeah, my stuffed animal cat. Yeah, 
Like, that's something that's, like, a no-brainer, no question. Mm -hmm. Like, that's in my will. Yeah. That I want to be with my stuffed animal cat. Yeah. And my actual cat. Yeah. This is a little gloomy. We got got really deep really fast. Okay, let's... Speaking of of how we don't like setting... You're making me feel like I have to cry now. Okay, speaking (laughs) of how we don't like setting goals, we have on our list here, let's talk about our 2024 book goals. (laughs) Because we're hypocrites. Wait, wait, can we talk about things we're getting rid of? Oh, yeah. Um, Go for it. Are you doing... So all of our Pinterest is that 30-day declutter challenge. Are you Mm -hmm. doing that? So I have already started decluttering. I started decluttering my house when, like, literally, like, the day after we decided that we were moving a couple months ago. And I am really enjoying it. I actually find myself um, really loving watching, like, vlogs of, like, women just decluttering their houses and getting rid of stuff and organizing. I, like, put them on while I'm decluttering because it helps me get rid of stuff. And I come from... A family of people who like to hold on to things and um, I have seen the impact of like my, my grandparents grew up like post-depression they both grew up poor didn't have a lot my, my poppy had one pair of pants growing up and if he didn't want to go to school he would hide his pants so that he literally couldn't get dressed and go to school like they didn't have a lot and so when they became successful and, you know, were able to have more, they held on to everything. And they had a three-car garage that when they moved, our whole family was responsible for, like, helping them clear out. And it was a mess. And it was so hard to get for them to, like, get rid of things. Even, like, like things that were literally garbage were, like, hard to let go of. And I could see myself starting to go down that path where I was, like, holding on to all of my school stuff from like high school, from college, like papers, tests, quizzes, like all of it. I was holding on to it for like, just in case I want to be like sentimental and go back. I'm not going to go back and like look at a test that I took from my like intro to religion class in college. Like, So I, I started really going through and getting a lot of that stuff. I started going through and getting a lot of like the things in my desk. Like I didn't need five different kinds of highlighters, you know? Um, And so I've been doing that for a while in my house and just kind of slowly going through everything. Um, And like I said, it has been really kind of liberating to just get rid of stuff and have more of just the stuff that means something to me or that is useful to me. Um, And I wrote about it, actually. And I I did like a 12-step, like, here are some, like, ways that if decluttering has been hard for you to do it in these little steps and to just like let things go and gradually get toward like the bigger things. Um, so I'm not doing it as like a, a 30 day challenge or in any sort of like really structured way, but more of just like, I'm being very intentional about just decluttering all the time. And if there's something where I'm like, I'm not going to hold on to this. And one of the biggest things has been clothes for me because I have, you know, this, I have struggled with like body image and clothing and everything for like a long time. And I was holding on to clothes that didn't fit me anymore. Like the dress? For, well, the dress is more, I like the way it looks, like, hanging up on my wall. But I was holding on to, like, clothes that used to fit me that don't fit me anymore, thinking, like, I'm going to be able to wear this someday. This is, like, my motivation thing. But every time I looked at it, it just made me feel guilty. Your motivation, though, should be when it's time, when 
when you're doing good and it's time yeah. because your clothes are too big, yes. your motivation should be to get a new wardrobe. To get a new wardrobe. And that's how I, like, I changed my perspective on it and I got rid of all those things that I was holding on to because instead of motivating me, when that's I looked at I those things in my closet. shopping for clothes because, like, I'm going to wait until yeah. we leave and then I'm going to buy all brand new teacher stuff, things yeah. that I'm going to, like, really, really like, love. And in. be intentional yeah. about, like, where you're getting them from and the materials and, like, all that kind of stuff that I'm, I'm oh, no, I'm getting, really trying to get I'm away from. I'm getting half like, the stuff from Sheen. The fast fashion stuff is, you know, that's Sorry. one of my things this year. But um, instead of making me feel motivated, it was making me feel guilty, which then made me want to, like, eat all my feelings and do all that. It was, like, so anti-productive. So... That was like a long soapbox about my decluttering and did not really truly answer your question. But yes, I am decluttering and I'm getting rid of a lot of things, including books, which is a struggle. I have books set aside that I know I'm going to get rid of, um, but I haven't actually pulled the trigger yet. I just don't want to bring a lot of stuff. Like there's just a lot of stuff. I have a lot of stuff specifically that's Disney that Mm -hmm. it's hard because when we go, I'm not going to be in my own apartment. Mm -hmm. I can't put Disney stuff everywhere because I know that's like you're not into that so like I can't have my slinky dog dash thing (laughs) on the coffee table or my popcorn bucket like so I'm just trying to figure out because when I have a house and I have like Mm -hmm. a room that I can make my Disney room like Mm -hmm. I just have all this stuff yeah then I'm like I don't want to get rid of because I like Mm -hmm. it and it's what makes me a Disney adult Mm mm-hmm also, but I'm are, also I'm not allowed to put Disney. I'm not gonna like ban Disney things from our. House. I already got rid of. <laughs> I already got rid of some Disney stuff. Yes, I felt like you were gonna be like, nope. Oh my gosh! No, don't Disney. get rid of your stuff. Oh, you think it's, it's a not little me. too late. Well, that's your own fault. <laughs> um. No, because I the only thing I said was I don't want to decorate for Christmas the day after Halloween. <laughs> that's that's where I draw <gasps> the line. Um, on this but what are you? Always so comfortable. Oh, fun. Um, what are you getting rid of this year? My dignity. <laughs> Honestly, book like I don't know books. Yeah, I tend. I tend to hoard makeup mm. and skin products. I don't know why. Like I hoard products that don't like do well with my skin, mm-hmm. thinking if I give it another chance, <laughs> if it gives me a rash, I need to throw it out. Yeah. Um, I have been getting a lot of, like, trial stuff mm-hmm. from Sephora, and I think that's just starting to clutter up. Like, I want to start using them and seeing if I like it and then buying it. Mm-hmm. Instead of just... Like, like I want to have a lot of different type of makeup, but I don't... Like, I want to have it to the point where if I don't use you within a week... Mm-hmm. You're not worth having in my makeup collection. Mm-hmm. Or if I don't use you like this perfume in a week, you're not worth yeah spending two hundred dollars every time to get this perfume. Like right. So I think I'm just yeah, I'm looking just at everything. The, the clutter. Yeah. I also just don't think I I personally don't think I have a lot of stuff compared to other people. Mm-hmm. I don't think I have a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. No, you. I think you I'm, have. I think I'm yeah. pretty good. Like yeah. I. I'm good. Yeah. I get, I, I'm getting I, better. And I, I, see, I, I love, get rid of stuff. Like when I like clean my room, I get rid of like 10 things at a time. Right. So right. I'm pretty good about. I love, like I am, I am not a minimalist in the like aesthetic way. Like I hate like 
blank walls the white everywhere the like everything is like a clean line like I am very much more of like a I want I have wallpaper but I I am very much like I want to see like pictures and things on the wall and I want to see the books out and I want to see plants and that's little knickknacky, knickknacky and decor things that like show like experiences. When you and have like fourteen that. foot ceilings in your last apartment, it's really <laughs> hard to want to hang stuff up because yeah. it looks very unproportional yeah. with the entire rest of yeah. the world. No, I loved your last apartment, but I but I'm just saying like I'm not a minimalist in that sense. But I do think getting rid of clutter and making sure that the things you have are the things that like are useful to you or bring you joy is important because otherwise it's just your your space becomes more of a storage space than a living space and that's not conducive to like a good life yeah but um you talked about kate's summer new year right yeah okay um just because i gotta run downstairs okay because we're at three percent she about to die okay um but i do want to talk about our 2024 book goals. Yes. I can hear you from downstairs. I literally, it will be super fast. So fast that they will be shocked. They'll hear me go zoom. They'll hear you go zoom. Okay. I don't know why I didn't bring it up yeah. here. Right. Yeah. All right. For 2024 book goals. Zoom. I don't know what my book goals. I haven't really thought about my book goals yet this year. We'll see. Going on book reads, though, book reads, good reads, and finding, like, looking back on all the books that I've read has been fun. She's coming back up the stairs. <laughs> I don't know if we could hear the zoom up the stairs, but here no. we are. <laughs> My legs still hurt. I um I was just thinking I haven't really thought about like a specific book goal for 2024 but I will say I am pleasantly surprised by the number of books that I was able to read in 2023 because I didn't think it would be as many as it was but I don't know that I want to set like a number not to be books. this person but you I read knew, a lot I knew that I was going to get over 100 yeah Second year in a row, baby. I listen. I'm a I'm a reader. Yeah. Um, my goal though is I don't think I want to read as many. Mm-hmm. I want to read like I feel like I've the past two years I've been reading books just to say that I've read them. Mm-hmm. Like half the books I read this year, I'm like. Do you even remember Did I them? want, yeah, did I want to read them or did I want to read them just so I could tell someone that I read this? Yeah. Um, so I think I want to read more books that are like, I want more five stars. Like mm-hmm. I want more impactful, like I can't stop thinking about you books. Mm-hmm. Things that like I will go back to you to like read my highlighted quotes. Yeah. Books. <sighs> yeah. I'm out of breath. <laughs> there are there are lots of books that I know that I do want to read this year. Um, I definitely need to catch up on all the 
Sarah J. Mass books and all that, but there's some other like nonfiction books that I want to read. There's um, so many. I'm gonna be starting fun one releases soon. this year. I'm gonna be starting one soon that I know is gonna be a challenge, but I've been really excited to read it for a long time because my sister read it and it like totally changed her like whole perspective on so many things. It's called. Um, no, <laughs> like that's a it's thing called, part. oh, well, I do want to read Les Mis, but no, it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. It's by, um, a guy, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and it's, like, quantum physics mixed with psychology mixed with, like, all sorts of things, and it's just super interesting from what my sister has told me about it, so I'm excited to read that one, but. Uh, there's literally so many good books coming out I'm excited to get to read on the beach (laughs) it's so we got Sarah J Mass's new book coming Mm -hmm. out coming up um I still have to read and it's the third of that did I hear she's doing she's coming out with a whole new series too has that been the big news she's contracted for I'm pretty sure six more books oh my gosh so one of them is Crescent City one of them is Ektar yeah and then the other ones are a, new, a brand new, yeah. Brand new series. Are you impressed so, that I knew that and you didn't I, have to be the one to tell me? I know. Look how pretty, though, the, the one that's coming out. House of Flame and Shadow. I, that's there's really going to be cool. so, I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, and then we have the, um, the last Magnolia Parks is coming out. That's mm-hmm. that series up there. Yeah. That's a super popular, I still haven't read that series. I heard it's very similar to Gossip Girl. Ooh. Very toxic relationships, so right up my <laughs> aisle. Um, and then Allie Hazelwood, my queen, mm-hmm. she is coming out with an adult fantasy Ooh. romance called Bride, and it's a werewolf. Like, you know, you know I love a big werewolf book. Yep, the whole thing. Um, Tessa Bailey, who... I, I've read a couple of her books. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of her yeah. writing. I, like... It's kind of that, like, kind of, like, generic romance. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I've read the ones about the summer, like, with the anchor on the cover. Yeah. I've, yeah. Those were good. Yeah. I don't think I'd read anything else yeah. from her. She's I feel like those are good, like, if you want, like, an easy, like, just kind of fun, flirty romance. Yeah. That's not going to, like, leave a big mark, but is a good read if you want to be entertained. Yeah, and then the second book to the one that I'm trying to get you to read. Oh, yeah. If he had been with me, she mm-hmm. comes out. It's called If I Had Only Told Her, and it's mm-hmm. in his point of view. Ooh, I love those kind of so, flips there. So yeah. excited. Like, I will, I'm, I don't think I'm going to even pre-order. I'm going to go straight to Barnes yeah. that day and be like, yeah, give me the book. Give me, give me, give me. Um... Lynn Painter's coming out with a new one in March. She's really fun. One of the books I read last year, The Irregular Society of Witches or something like that, mm-hmm. surprisingly really liked it. Mm-hmm. She's coming out with, like, a, a a book that's similar. Yeah. Or, like, is in correlation to that series. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. We got Emily Henry's new book. Mm -hmm. So excited for that one because I still, I really want to read Happy Place. I've heard so many good things. Yeah. Like I see quotes about that. I think I have that one on my All the time. Like it's, I think that's going to be right up my alley. I love Beach Read. Yeah. I think that's going to be right up my alley. I'm so excited to read that Mm -hmm. one. Um, 
But yeah, I'm excited for that one. <laughs> and then Abby Jimenez has a new book, and uh, it's just so many good lots. El Kennedy has like just so many, so many. <sighs> and then Reckless by Lynn Roberts. I like. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I was just so excited. So excited. So um, yeah. <laughs> so excited. It makes me very. I'm happy. gonna have to to check in with you on all the new releases. Um, though we still don't know when the next fourth wing book is coming out. I will say I have yet to read. I thought I was gonna binge Iron Flame. I've yet mm-hmm. to pick it up. Mm-hmm. I'm very nervous to pick it up because mm-hmm. I have not heard great things. Really, people are are wishing that she took her time with it, mm. and that it feels very rushed because of how fast they wanted to get it out. Yeah. And they wish it was 300 pages less. Ooh. So, I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Especially because Fourth Wing was so, so good. Um, yeah, it's, she's thick. She's, like, over 200 pages more mm-hmm. than Fourth Wing. So, it, this I think it's just going to be one of those that... I've heard it's it drags. Yeah. Like... It's not going to be one that you binge, mm-hmm. which is really unfortunate. Yeah. I know I have, I still, I still haven't read Fourth Wing, but it's still on my list. Um, do we want to go on our Goodreads and talk about our top, only five star? I, okay. I here's the, here's the deal I with know, that I know, though. I, know. I don't like to rate books. I only have rated one book on Goodreads, and it was a five-star, and I've talked about it a lot. Look closer, David Ellis, fantastic read. I disagree. But I can I can go through and... choice of not reading. I can go through and talk about it, about the ones that I have really enjoyed. It's going to take me a minute to look at this to load. But I think, speaking of book goals, this is like a bookish goal, is we... Um, we need to find or start a book club when we move. And I think that would be a great way for us to get to know people. All right. So here are my five stars. I'm going to list them in order. If he had been with me, Laura Nowlin, that's this one. Mm -hmm. I gave that one five stars. I read that the beginning of January. And then the next one was Rock, Paper, Scissors, Alice Feeney. When did I read that? I like that it tells me. Read that at the end of January. Oh, I gave that one four stars. Okay. Um, I'm, like, really looking. I, it's very hard for me to, like, give a book. Mm-hmm. Love in Other Words is the next one. Yeah. <laughs> I love that book so much. Where is she? Where's my baby? Oh, my God. Wait, where is she? <gasps> oh, I see. I see. Between my fault and float. Oh my god, I was about to have a coronary. <laughs> the love that I have, I'm gonna reread her again and tab her. <laughs> I love her. You are the girl I want. I want to be together. Why can't everyone be like you? I can be enough of your world that it feels like everyone is. Ah. Uh. <gasps> Or what's the last one that I have hearted to? Favorite word, he whispers. I don't even hesitate. 
You. <laughs> I love this book. Sarah, this... Uh, I love this book so much. This is... Which is so hard because I've read their other books and mm-hmm. it's just not as great. This book, they put crack in it. <laughs> I think about this book all the time. I absolutely adore this book. And it's very much worth the hype yeah. that it gets on TikTok. Um it's it's just so and it's nothing crazy like the storyline's not even that crazy it's just a comfort like mm-hmm. there's something about the story that is like watching your childhood i can't explain it um what other books do i have i have i read a lot you did read a lot you read significantly more than i did this year i read um, she read yeah Okay, I read, my average was like four. A month? No, like four stars. Oh, four stars. I gave this finale. It's in the Caraval series. Mm -hmm. That's the third final book. I gave this one five stars. I don't know, I read this a while ago. I don't know if I would give it five Mm -hmm. stars. I was in a different mindset, but. Yeah. So that that's a maybe. I couldn't even rate this one. Yeah, I hated that one. Yeah, the magician's Magician daughter wasn't your favorite. No. Um. What else did I read? Oh, Binding Thirteen. Five stars. Loved that one. Well, I'm trying to think. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna. Okay. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to read all the ones that I gave five stars to. I'm going to read the ones that I think about Mm -hmm. ever since I read it. Yeah. So, I think I read this one January 8th. Finished it January 8th. (laughs) I still think about it. Quite often, I still Mm -hmm. think about it. I read Love and Other Words in February. I still Mm -hmm. very much think about that one. Um... A good chunk of the Thorn and Glass series, very much yeah. think about. <laughs> Betrayed, still very much think about. Fourth war, fourth war, fourth <laughs> wing, <laughs> fourth wing. I still very much think about. Um, Divine Rivals. <laughs> I very much think about. I think about it way too much. Love, my baby. I love. Top. Number one spot for 2023. Goes to my newfound favorite author, Carissa Broadbent. My serpent in the wings of a net. I... Do you want me to read the comment I wrote on Goodreads? Sure. I said... I rated it five stars, and I said, I want to erase my memories of this book so that I can read it for the first time again. Mm-hmm. Is what I put. Yeah. I think about this book every day. <laughs> There's something about this series, and this is not even... This is the first book. I haven't even gotten to the second one because yeah. I'm still waiting yeah. in the library. There's something about her writing. I've read a couple of her books already, and I've given them all five stars. I love yeah everything about her like yeah. i will read your grocery lists <laughs> i cannot recommend this book enough <laughs> eating it up <laughs> and i think that's pretty oh one dark window what was it 
One dark, one no. Oh. <laughs> I don't think you've told me about that one. Yes, I have. That's the one about the cards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I love that one. Okay. I read significantly less, um, but I will say one of the first books we read this year, Atomic Habits, still, like, if I were to go back and give some of these stars, that one would get five stars. Um, I read Court of Thorns and Roses. Like, I finished the series this um, past year, so that was, you know, obviously high up there. Um I really did like Georgia all along. I thought that one was really great. Beach Read was awesome. Um, the Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck was great. I really, okay, I really enjoyed Maybe in Another Life by Taylor Jenkins Reid. And I know that she is not your favorite. But this book, it felt like it didn't even seem like it was the same author as Maybe. Seven Husbands. It was so good. Um, is that the one where her husband goes missing? No. So and this then she one, gets remarried. No. So this one, in, in maybe in another life, it's kind of like, have you seen the movie um, Look Both Ways? I think that's Ways. the one that's in my giveaway pile. Have you seen Look Both Ways with um, Lily Reinhardt? So it's kind of, a, it's a similar concept. So it's like, she's out with friends and she has to make a choice between going home with a guy or going home with her friends. And so then the book, like, splits, and it tells the story of what would have happened, like, either way, and, like, the outcomes of, like, if she had made each decision. So you hear, like, both storylines at the same time, and it was just, it was so good. I really enjoyed that one. Um, What else? Look Closer, obviously. Um... I really enjoyed the book eaters too. I think those were like my top, my top ones. I read a lot more and by a lot more, I mean, I read like a few, um, like historical fiction with the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society and the Nightingale. And I liked those also. I, I think I wanted to read more. That's I, more of those I, eventually, but we have very different tastes. So. We do, because I when I read, I like. I think one of the reasons I like fantasy so much is mm-hmm. because it's so far from this world. Yeah, that I can read to escape this one. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to read about something that could be happening in this world. Yeah, I'm like no, I want there to be dragons. Yeah, and I want to be the main Whereas, like, badass I, character I still that's love, killing people. Like, like I still love to read to learn too. Mm, I'm over learning. Which is I'm an adult. Like my, I don't want to learn anymore. My growth thing. Um, Your growth mindset. My yeah. growth mindset, you know. Um, but, yeah, so those are, I, those are my picks. I one of my favorite quotes, I don't know where I heard this. Um, you're, so one of the things that I love about reading, specifically romance, and that I think about a lot, is when you read a book... Mm-hmm. And there's romance, and you fall in love with the main male character because of all the things he says and he does, and like mm-hmm. your brain cannot tell the difference mm-hmm. between him being a fictional character and real. So mm-hmm. when you are falling in love with this book character, you are actually falling in love. Interesting. Because your brain cannot 
produces like the mm. same like oxytocin and dopamine mm. and all the hmm. so i met in love interesting yeah <laughs> i pretty much met in love yeah which is why i'm like i think that's why i feel so giddy and happy when i read like i look at some of the romances on my shelf i'm like if they just the serotonin i get reading them and highlighting some of these quotes that when i have a significant other someday i can give them the book and be like read the highlighted yeah portions i love seeing the the videos of guys being like if you want to make your girlfriend happy or like get a girl find her favorite book read it and do that <laughs> yes it's you know what's crazy though and and we've talked about this before and i get that like there's a lot of like high expectations mm-hmm. based on how mm-hmm. pe- boys are portrayed boys. <laughs> mostly males because, mostly because they're written by women <laughs> but, yeah how they're portrayed in books but if you look at half of our books that we read we're really not asking for much <laughs> like most of the time we swoo because of your acts of service mm-hmm. <laughs> and your words mm-hmm yeah. Like, I was watching one of my favorite booktubers, Steph. She was talking about how her number one love language that she loves to see in a guy is acts of service. Sorry, I just looked at the time. <laughs> Almost done. Okay. Go ahead. Um, she talks about how she wants a guy that has acts of service, and she, w- she was reading this book where he learned... What is it? ASL? Is that sign language? ASL, yeah. yeah. He learned ASL because her parents were deaf. hmm And he would do things like, in the morning, turn on the coffee pot mm-hmm. for her. And it's, like, things like that. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But... But anyway. Anyhow. Well, happy, happy New Year. Happy New Year. Good luck with all the reading goals um, this year. If you are somebody who sets reading goals. Um... And I'm excited to jump in to the year and see what happens. It's going to be an interesting one. It's going to be a fun one, I think. So much going on this year. Yeah. So much. I like when I do that and I see the spikes going. Thing. Oh, my god! I'm just going to start screaming. See? Oh <laughs> the spikes. All right. That probably well, hurts ears. All right. Yeah. Sorry. Headphone users, beware. <laughs> Happy New Year. 2024, an even year. Whoop, whoop. I hate odd years. Anyway. If I If I die on an odd year, I'm going to be so pissed. All right. I want to be dying on an even okay. year. <laughs> even number. Until next time. We'll see ya. Bye.